Radiodrome. And only on Radiodrome do you listen to the show and we listen to you back. Yeah. yeah what? Well, because in the Radiodrome open it says, I don't watch TV, TV watches me. Oh, is that what they're saying? Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I thought I was being clever. Maybe I probably wasn't. Okay, never mind. Welcome <laughs> to Radiodrome. Let's get the Adam and Eve promo out of the way so Brian can do his little whiny thing that he wants to do. All right. Go to adamandeve.com. Use the promo code DROME. Brian, finish! And uh, th- then you'll get uh, three free DVDs, uh, free shipping in the United States, uh, a, a mystery gift, probably something else I'm forgetting. 50% off of a single item. That's right. All of this and just that for using the promo code DROME. Right. See, I know I'd, if I put you on the spot, I because I didn't warn him beforehand I, that he had to do the promo this week, so there. You didn't. Yes, yes, you were correct. If you put me on the spot, I will choke. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of which, because Brian was supposed to be here last week, remember, Brad? No, I don't remember like 45 minutes ago. Fair enough. <laughs> well, all right, Brian was supposed to be here, and he fell asleep. To be fair, we moved like the day, and then we kept moving the time, and then I, uh, I fell asleep. Oh, come on, I got up at 5 in the morning this morning to talk to Dr. Bull. Yeah. Well, thanks. Now you've ruined it. I was going to promo that for next week with this big you, mystery of who it was. You've already name-dropped his ass on your Facebook several times. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, oh yeah, I'm the one who's bitching. <laughs> so, yes, next week we will have an interview with Ewe fucking Bull. That's awesome. So we'll talk more. We'll talk more about that last week. But you guys are gonna love the interview we did with him. I'm really looking forward to hearing it. It was. It was pretty great. It it was. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was pretty awesome. He hold. (laughs) He held nothing back, did he? No, 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 not at all. Like all those interviews that you've seen with him before, where he's brutally and refreshingly honest about people he's worked with, people people that he's worked with in the past present and even his regarding his own work he's very honest <laughs> the way like, i put and it, it and it's the same and it's the same way in this interview i put it as brutally honest yeah because i i honestly the whole time we were doing the interview brad i'm sitting here with my mic muted going this is great radio yeah yeah so you guys are gonna love that next week <laughs> yay Brian has a little bitch he'd like to go into. Brian, the floor is yours. That's weird. Someone else bitching? I know. Usually it's me, but Brian would like to complain. I'll try not to step in on too much of your bitching time, Josh. So the uh, floor is yours. (laughs) But uh, no, no. Here kind of recently, it's come to my attention that... uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm not exactly inviting this upon myself. You, the internet, I'm talking to you. You are now. Oh, right. I forgot about that part where I'm talking to the internet. Hi, internet. A couple of us here, uh, people related to the cinemasnob.com name drop, we keep kind of getting these weird messages from this, I don't know if I'd call him aggressive troll, but interesting. We'll call him an interesting troll. But I feel very left out because I'm the only one who hasn't got one. It's the guy who used to call himself Frank Korn, and now he calls himself George Peterson, is it? I don't know. You're you're the one getting molested by him. Well, he, he wants to molest Brian. But here's the thing. Jillian's gotten troll emails from him. I've gotten troll emails from him. Brian's girlfriend has gotten troll emails from him. 
but yeah. Brian is not, and he's feeling very left out. Our our friend Mike, who played Richardson in Game Boys, got a message uh-huh. from him. <laughs> Like and he sent me that the other day, like, I don't know if I should be scared or if this is just weird. <laughs> I don't know. You can take that for what it's worth. <laughs> so here's the thing. Trolls, Brian's feeling left out. Can you please troll Brian a little bit? You troll Brad and I quite well. I don't get trolled. Yes, you do. You just never read anybody's emails, so you don't know you're getting trolled. That's oh, I, get, I get trolled by Dark Knight Rises fanboys. <laughs> that, that's kind of a that's a discussion we'll get into in a little bit, even though it's not the topic. It's something that just boggles my mind about your fans, Brad. But but <laughs> the trolls, can you give Brian a little love too? It, yeah, stick Keep your it. dick in Brian's ass for one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like I said. I'm not exactly like saying like, oh man, I wish people would talk about. Raping All I'm Nina saying Dad. is, will someone finally notice that there is a vacancy? <laughs> my ass has got to be getting pretty stale at this point brian's is fresh i think i'm gonna put that as like one of my f- quotes my ass has got to be getting stale josh hadley <laughs> <laughs> kind of the not quite topic but something brad and i were talking about brad your fans they make excuses for why you don't like a movie they want you to like. This is a phenomena <laughs> I don't get. And, and oh, you I, even had to I shut them it. down. You even had to shut them down and like, look, I didn't like the movie. Accept it. I didn't like the movie. Accept it. Move on. I will never, ever, ever take it away from you. It's yours. You can have it. But but just <laughs> like like Brian, you as the outsider to this, can you answer the question for me? Why Brad's fans can't accept the fact that he did not like The Dark Knight Rises? They make excuses like, well, maybe you saw it at a bad time. Maybe you were tired. He just didn't like it. Deal with it, nerds. <laughs> it was only it was only a few people. It was only a few people who did that. Most of, A majority of it was, uh, you know, like any other vlog I do, you know, they're saying their own opinion on the movie. And, and stuff like that but there was there was a few like one was uh that uh, maybe it was because i saw it at midnight I'm like yes that's true it was it was this was the only time i've ever gone to see something at midnight those are my peak hours man i was to say that that's like the middle of your day yeah yeah uh one was uh oh god that my expectations were too high which wasn't true I went into it with realistic expectations. I didn't go into it automatically thinking that, like, oh, this is going to be one of the greatest movies ever made. This is going to be a masterpiece. I went into it thinking I was going to like it, thinking it was going to be good. That's not an unrealistic expectation when you like the first two movies. Uh. No, it's not. So that's why I just don't get the fact that are these people such fanboys that, like, you crushed their world by not liking the movie? The one, the the one that legitimately pissed me off was the one that straight up called me a liar because I don't like being called a liar. The one guy who went on and on and on saying that I the only realistic example was that I had to be lying. It's like okay, asshole. Talk bye. about unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Goodbye. So, uh, uh, but that that was that was it. That that was it really. That that was really only a few people, but it still it it, it still made me laugh. So, Brian, what's your take on, on this weird phenomena of The Dark Knight Rises and Brad not liking it? I think what it really comes down to is just the fact that, like, 
Brad is typically the guy like if if it's a good movie, he likes it. And even if it's a terrible movie, there's usually a fair chance that he still likes it because it's bad at that point. So I mean <laughs> for, for for something like this, like that everyone could be like, yeah, and then I could talk to Brad about this because it was good. Or, you know, like, well, see, it's got to be good because Brad Jones liked it. And then it's like, wait, what? You you didn't? Huh? <laughs> you didn't like it? Like, oh, it just... no, there was another one. There was another one, too, who said maybe it just wasn't my taste. Yes, it was. It was my taste. I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot this one was a totally different genre from the first two. This is not related to that, but I heard something today that kind of irks me. I think Robert Rodriguez has lost his mind. Have you guys seen the... Is he doing shorts, too? Nope. (laughs) Lady Gaga is the villain in Machete Kills. I don't know. That might be alright. He somehow managed to drag Steven Seagal back and make him the villain in the first one. I mean... Steven Seagal never stopped being awesome! You shut your whore mouth! No, no, I'm I'm not saying that. I was just... He he got a little tarnished there by tarnished i mean overweight and sloppy but seagal seagal did kind of fall from grace a bit he did but he's always Uh, remained awesome but him uh, coming back as like a katana wielding drug lord mexican drug lord oh true yes (laughs) leader of a cartel like that's just like that's it just so insane it has to work so i mean honestly i could see him figuring out some way to make this work. I I seriously like have absolutely no problem with this. Honestly, like that that she I don't she kind of has and I'm not taking I'm talking just her face. I'm not talking about her costumes or anything like that. She could she could put on kind of a crazy look to her and possibly depending on what her chops are like, play a fairly decent villain. She's I mean, called what? the chameleon. I don't know if like she'll literally have chameleon powers. I think that's original casting. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see that. I want to see Lady Gaga play the villain in a hard R action movie. And as lo- whatever keeps freaking Jessica Alba away, I'm cool with it. Oh, sure. she was... Her and Michelle Rodriguez were the things that I really like, brought that movie down. Nah, I like Michelle Rodriguez. I, I just can't stand Jessica Alba. I thought De Niro stole that movie. Oh, De Niro was great. So was Don Johnson. And Jeff Fahey. Yeah, oh, yes. oh, totally. Jeff Fahey was the best part. I easily, because he just, he kind of stole every scene with that cold, cool yeah. demeanor. While De Niro yeah. was clearly playing, you know, a caricature, he was great at it. Yeah, yeah. He was, so he was, was Don Johnson. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jessica Alba wasn't the best heroine for, for that movie. Jessica Alba's not the best anything in whatever the hell she's in. She wasn't her, bad in Dark Angel. Her, her casting in anything is a freaking mystery to me. She has always sucked ass. She will always suck ass. All right, you've won me over. <laughs> it's just when that I, simple. <laughs> well, I saw a thing earlier, too, that it, they put out a, a promo picture of, uh, was, uh, what's that chick's name? Uh, Alexa Vega. Like, oh, all yeah, sexed up in it now. Uh, <laughs> no longer a spy kid, let me tell you. I like the fact that he's going for unconventional casting, but I think Lady Gaga was probably cast more for her name than than anything else. And it doesn't I, automatically mean it's going to be bad. No, people but are, people are cast all the time because of their name. And some, yeah, sometimes it works, and sometimes it don't. 
yeah, you can say yeah, that's yeah, you can say that about any casting on the face of the planet. But you know, it might be who knows, it might be good. I just recently found out that uh did you know that Madonna is actually gonna be in uh uh Dick Tracy? I hear it. <laughs> Are you insane? Part. Madonna can't act. <laughs> what is your you mean you mean the like a virgin chick? You're insane. Yeah. That's it, Lewis. You're insane. I also know, man. That, she's gonna go true blue up that, in there. I also heard that Mr. Mom is gonna be playing Batman. What? No. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I can see Mr. Mom doing Batman because he's got the voice. Whatever. He didn't show any Batman traits in Gung Ho. I liked Gung Ho. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that movie. I, never, I don't. I don't think I ever saw the TV series though. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, because the, 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 the eight episodes of it. Michael Keaton's still my favorite Batman. He'll straight up kill your ass. I, I like Val Kilmer as the best actor, but he was one of the worst Batmans. Batmans. Bat- Batman. However you I want thought to Val, I, 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 I'm not much on Batman forever, honestly, but I thought Val Kilmer did a good job. Harvey, I'm Batman! Harvey, I'm Batman! <laughs> <laughs> so... Since we're actually kind of talking about Batman, that kind of segues into the actual topic. Brad, last night you, well, technically this morning when we were doing the Uwe Boll interview, you told yeah. me that Gangster Squad has now had the movie theater scene pulled, and they've been given a dump truck load full of money to film another scene to take its place, so there's no loss in continuity. Brian came up with the idea, let's talk about movies that have been affected by real-world events outside of the film, because that's yeah. a perfect example of that. And I also I want to say right off the bat, I think it's absolute bullshit that they're doing that to Gangster Squad. I uh, yeah. I don't I don't like it either. I think moving the release date back would have been just fine. They didn't have to. They didn't have to pull the scene. They didn't have to sacrifice whatever story they're telling. They didn't have to spend however much money to shoot something else that you know will make the movie less confusing without that scene. They could have just simply pushed the release date back, and that and that would have been fine. If somebody if somebody came up to me and said that I had to drastically drastically change a story that I had written that I had directed because of yeah something really really unfortunate and sad and tragic that happened in real life, I I would push I would push it back. I would I'd hold off on it for quite a while, but I'm not changing anything. Well, and it, it seems to me too that uh, doing this, I mean, like at first when they said that they were going to pull the the trailers from airing at the theater, I could kind of agree with that. Like, I, okay, I agree take, with that. Yeah, take that part out. Or if they wanted to like recut, like cut a new trailer, it happens all the time. Just cut it's, a new trailer it, it, to only, show at the theaters. Yeah, because that scene only takes three, four seconds of the trailer. But with. Uh, with doing this this reschedule and then this reshoot as well, because from from what I've understood from the stuff, like it's not something they can just edit around. Like it's it's a it's a major it, like, scene a, from what I understand. Yeah, it's it's a very pivotal moment from from how things are sounding. Yeah. But but you also have to think too, like not only is this you know causing all those problems that way, but it's also going to be causing problems with any other movie that however many of the actors they have to pull back for this are attached to that are going to have to have delays now, have workarounds. So it's yeah. not just that it's it's them spending more money on, on this movie to change one scene. And, uh, yeah. It's it's that it, this is affecting 
probably half a dozen different movies that all of these different people are all attached to at this point. I mean, it's not like they were probably just sitting at home like, well, I made Gangster Squad, time to sit back for the next two years. Yeah, it's not uh-huh. like the the ridiculous thing that Brad and I have already talked about in this show with the the watch going from neighborhood watch. All they got to yeah. change there is the title. From what I've heard, they haven't changed the film in any way other than the title. That's even you that can do that over was, a weekend. Even that was ridiculous. See, here's the thing. You know, them doing this with gang. Okay, you're pushing it back. Okay, that yeah, that, that, that I understand that. I get that. You're pushing the movie back, but actually changing your film, changing the scene, taking it that just calls more attention to it right there. And it's the same thing with the Neighborhood Watch because of the Trayvon Martin thing and them changing the title, the Neighborhood Watch, just simply Neighborhood Watch to the Watch, which is a terrible title. But me and probably most other people too weren't weren't even thinking about the Trayvon Martin thing when upon hearing about this movie seeing this movie so that just that just calls attention to it right there changing the title of it now yeah that's what i'm thinking about when i see the title the watch because you've made it freaking public that people would get that idea in their head which they weren't and not only that the movie, the trailer itself uses the term neighborhood watch several times. It's even stenciled yeah. on the back of their jackets that you can clearly see in the trailer. Yeah. And and then there's another movie coming out called End of the Watch. You, you think the oh, watch end and of, end, end of the, End of Watch. Yeah, yeah, end of watch. That's not gonna be a little bit confusing for some moviegoers. It's like um, this is uh, ridiculous. You know, it, it it goes back to probably the biggest example would be September eleventh. Yeah. Oh, the collateral damage and big trouble. And the and the Spider Man trailer. Remember the first Spider Man trailer where the he sp- where he, yeah. he spun a big web between the twin towers to catch a, a helicopter full of fleeing bank robbers, and they immediately I mean, the, pulled that. Yeah, but I mean, at least with the Spider Man trailer, that wasn't a scene that was actually in the movie. That was just you know just something for the trailer, and okay, they just took away that trailer. But but even collateral well, damage and. Collateral Damage and Big Trouble, they just simply pushed those movies back. I don't think they changed anything. I'm pretty sh- I don't think they did. If they did, I've forgotten, but I'm, I'm pretty positive they didn't actually take out or drastically change anything with those movies. Well, then you, but then you also have from the September 11th fallout, look at all the movies and TV shows that had the Twin Towers digitally removed, such as even something as dumb as Zoolander. Yeah. I don't think that even has a scene that has anything to do with that. It's just the, the World Trade Center's in the background, and so they digitally removed that before the movie went to theaters. Why? Why do you even need to do that? Well, and I'm uh, trying to think, too, because the, they had to do that, too, uh, n- not just, like, moving the, uh, uh, you know, doing the uh, the altered trailers for Spider-Man and, and changing the release date, but they uh, they also had to redo, basically, all of their promoting for it, too, because in the, uh, the lens on his mask, you could see the towers, so they made up all new posters and standees and all that junk so that you, no one would see that. They were even doing it to syndicated episodes of Friends. They were going because apparently I don't. I'm not a big Friends watcher. Apparently, you could see the World Trade Center out of one of their windows, in you know, on a regular basis. So they'd go out and digitally remove all those. I at least think it was it was good of Spielberg 
to not have removed the the World Trade Center scene from AI. Yeah, and they didn't in uh, they didn't remove them either in uh, that Michael Douglas movie. Uh, Don't say a word that came out around that time, and they they didn't they didn't remove them there. I mean, you know, on the one hand, I I get it. I I do. I I, I get in in the Zoolander case and and removing this from the Spider Man posters and stuff like that. I I get it. I, I get where they're coming from, but that's just calling more attention to it you know what i mean it is if that's just bringing more attention to the fact because you can't you can't look even even them taking that out of that scene from zoolander i remember seeing that movie in the theater they made it very public that they were doing that and you can't look you still can't they might as well be there in that scene because you couldn't look at that scene and not think in your head like, oh, there's where they were standing, where they digitally took them out. Now, if they weren't public about it and they did it quietly, secretly, didn't make it known, okay, okay, yeah, then I might not have thought anything of it. But there are other cases, too. Like, Brian, remember when we went to go see uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice? I was going to mention this because, yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they kind of goofed in the wrong way on that one. Yeah, they yeah they. I haven't uh, seen that movie, a... so you'll have to explain that one. Yeah, the the movie kind of starts off with uh, <clears throat> this scene that takes place back in like the I don't know late '80s, early '90s, something like that. Uh, Jay Burchell's character is a kid on like a field trip into Manhattan, and it pans across the uh, the Manhattan skyline, and for it being like the early '90s, there's something or two suspiciously absent. Yeah, they forgot to put them back in. Oops. Well, yeah. and then it happened in, in TV a lot. Remember The Simpsons, where Homer versus New York City, where he has yeah. to go up and take a whiz in the World Trade Center. He's got to keep going to the different towers. Yeah, that's that entire scene is cut from the syndication versions. I don't oh. know if it's put reinstated for the DVDs or not. It is. It okay. is, because I've listened to the audio commentary on that episode. Okay, but I do remember that's not in the syndicated version anymore, and it was. And then you also had stuff like, uh, do you guys remember the show The Agency, that CIA show on CBS? Mm. Lasted Who two was seasons. Uh, Gil Bellows from Ally McBeal. No, I don't, really. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that one. Well, it, it, it made a big, big splash because it the pilot episode is about obviously shot prior to September 11th. The pilot episode is about Osama bin Laden used by that name trying to blow up a national landmark, and then there's a shootout with terrorists on the ground floor of the World Trade Center. The original air date for that? September 11th, 2001. Oh, wow. So th that, that got majorly retooled when it aired. actually aired a couple of months later. Osama bin yeah. Laden was changed to a... a generic terrorist they didn't call the world trade they called the world trade center something else and the, basically everything was worked around like oh man there's no way we can air this anymore who who wrote that pilot nostradamus uh th there's one that was even <laughs> worse remember the uh pilot episode of the x-files spinoff the lone gunman yeah 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 do you remember that one brian
I vaguely remember that being around, but I, I don't think I ever saw it. The pilot episode, which aired about six or seven months before September 11th, was about the boys discovering a conspiracy by the United States government to fly a 747 into the World Trade Center so they could blame it on a terrorist organization so they would have an excuse to go to war with an oil-bearing country that wouldn't work with us. <laughs> Screenplay by Alex Jones. And they actually have a scene of the 747 about to hit the World Trade Center, and then, of course, the guys get control, and it just nicks one of the radar dishes on the top. Oh, my God. (laughs) And you just kind of go, even the DVD, thankfully they didn't cut anything for the DVD, but it's actually got a disclaimer before it saying that this episode has scenes that might be offensive to some viewers. And I'm going, oh, you know what? F*** you. You know, it happened. Well, it was before September 11th. Now, if they wrote that in 2002, okay, that's insensitive. Yeah, well, I don't think it's f- you worthy to put a to put a little disclaimer on there because you know that's it's 9/11. It's extremely sensitive to to a lot of people for very, 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 very good reasons. Oh, I'm not saying people don't have a reason to be sensitive, but. That it might offend viewers. That's the uh, part that I'm pissed about. Well, I mean, I think I think a better choice of words would be to make it clear that it was made before 9/11. And um, and some and some of our foreign listeners may have never even seen that episode because because of the long lead time between American series airing here and airing in say the Netherlands or whatever. That episode was totally left out of the package sold to Europe. So some of our European listeners may have never seen the pilot of The Lone Gunman. I remember uh, the pilot of 24 had to be altered a little bit. Yeah, the, um, the, the original pilot, which I have a bootleg of, actually had them blowing up the plane on camera from a terrorist. Yeah. And that, they obviously, we had to work around that a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, that's, but they said, but in the case like that, though, they didn't really, they didn't, the plane still blew up, you know, like they didn't, they didn't change it to where like, okay, we'll just make it a train accident instead, you know. They basically cropped the frames. So all you saw was Mia Kirshner parachuting to the ground and you saw like lights and you heard the explosion. They, yeah, they, 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 they still, they didn't alter the story any, they didn't really have to, they just didn't show as as much of it you know the the plane crash was still in the episode wasn't there like some controversy in the 90s uh i i kind of remember this like when basketball diaries came out yeah there's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't think it was columbine i think it was a different school shooting yeah it, maybe it was pearl i think it was a different school shooting but yeah everyone said the boys who are the two that did it or whatever had just rented the basketball diaries two or three days before. So clearly that was why they did it. By the way, basketball diaries is a terrible movie, so it didn't need the attention. I think more people (laughs) saw that movie after, after it was called out than ever had prior to that. (laughs) Well, then there was all of the uh, controversy too, after natural born killers had come out with people, killing people and saying oh we did this because of the movie blah 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 right and in england there was the child's play three incident there was yeah some some kid in england rented child's play three 
and then he went and killed his little brother in the same way Chucky killed one of the characters in Child's Play 3. And so, of course, it was he Child's Play. He switched was, his paintball gun with real bullets? I don't remember which one was specifically. It was with a knife. So whoever Chucky killed with a knife in that movie. Okay. It's been a long time um, since I've seen Child's Play 3. So He took him, he took him into a funhouse and threw him into a giant fan. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, th- there's that kind of stuff because people want a reason to blame something. Uh-huh. And that's what I don't like. I mean, like, do you remember the, the shootings outside of uh, New Jack City in 1991? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Or in 1988, the Colors shootings? Yeah. Even going back uh, before then, you know, uh, the the gang violence breaking out in the Warriors theaters. Yeah, there was the Warriors one. And e- even right around that time. There was a gang shootout involving Hart Fisher from my other show. What the f***? He was caught in the middle of a gang shootout in 1980. 1980. Guess what movie erupted into a gang shootout in 1980, guys? Caligula? Shut up. (laughs) Hey, it's 1980. All right, Brian, you got to guess? Because clearly I'm setting it up to be something that should never be associated with gang gang violence. Uh, (laughs) I have no idea. Flash Gordon. A gang shootout erupted in 1980 in Chicago at the opening of Flash Gordon. Oh, it was one of the gang's uh, like winged vulture men. I there might have been a tree man and and a and a vulture man. I I I don't know. I I don't know, <laughs> but but yeah, he was caught. He there was a gang shootout in that. People are you know you didn't see people going. Oh, Flash Gordon is to blame. And you know, there's actually two examples from after September 11th. I'm surprised didn't get get recalled or redone the cover art to Godzilla versus Megalon and the cover art to Godzilla 76. I remember when they released uh, the DVD of King Kong 76 and it was just some cheap alternate DVD box cover. Uh, the, the one I've got actually has the cover where he's standing on the world trade centers grabbing a plane. Uh, this was no, no, this was uh this was a di- this was a different release after after that. I don't know if it had any other extra features on it. Probably not, but it was another release sometime after, and it was uh, just some shoddy, cheap-looking cover. And well, in, in the the original, I've got a VHS of Godzilla versus Megalon that's got him and Megalon fighting atop the World Trade Center. Which, by the way, they're bigger then, so the poster makes no sense. But you know what I mean. Uh huh. <laughs> So I'm just surprised that people didn't didn't go. Oh, those VHSs banned those. They've got the world tree. People, I know I'm going to come across real bad here. Lighten up about it, okay? I'm not saying it wasn't a tragedy, but you don't have to censor everything that ever referenced the World Trade Center. Well, and and some stuff got affected that didn't even have anything to do with that. Like, uh, what, what was it? A uh, swordfish? Like it got kind of uh, different areas. Like it got pulled from theaters because. It was still running after that happened, and oh, there's a there's a building that blows up. So clearly, yeah. we need to cut this. And that again, that's like the neighborhood watch thing. That's like no one would think about that if they hadn't mentioned that. Even know? even going to anime, there was a Cowboy Bebop episode that Cartoon Network refused to air right after Adult Swim started because two buildings that are right next to each other it's not the world trade center but two buildings that are right next to each other get blown up so cartoon oh. network they didn't even cut the scene they just didn't air the entire episode the uh uh that that bit in um 
there was a song on Family Guy where Brian is in love with this older woman and they have this song and she's like a, a shut in in her in her house and he's singing about like what's been going on in the world in the past 20 years and, and, and stuff like that. And he there's one part in the song where he's dressed like a, a fortune teller. And the line in the song is, no one is quite sure just how the world will end. And he's doing this, and he's putting down three cards. One of them is a hurricane, the other is an earthquake, and the third one is a picture of George W. Bush. After 9-11 happened, when, you know, people pretended like they liked him. Um, For a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah, that was changed. And so there are episodes in syndication where they took Bush out and replaced him with Jerry Springer. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because Springer's been relevant since, what, 99? Uh, right, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of those kind of things with just the minor little alterations. And it, it's, it's just ridiculous, especially if something is produced prior to that. I don't see what the big deal is. I remember there was there was a Law and Order episode that got pulled from syndication in the in the 90s because the case was about a, a black guy that got tied to the back of somebody's truck and they drug him down the street. You know, it was uh -huh. based on the true case. So after someone else did something like that a second time, they said, "Oh, now it's racially insensitive. Pull the episode." Now, here's the thing: like, I get not showing it for a little while. I I do, and I I agree with that. You wouldn't, you prob, you know what? Yeah, you probably wouldn't want that episode to air around that area uh, for a little while after that happened because that's not cool, really. But you don't have to censor it. You don't have to censor it. You don't have to change things. You don't have to go digitally alter stuff, take stuff out, put new stuff in. You don't have to do that. Just don't. You just don't have to air it for. For a little while, you know, I I get that, I I understand that. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with doing that, but you don't have to be public about it because then you're just calling more attention to it. Just you know, just don't you don't have to air it for a little while because you know opinions are high, stress is high, tensions are a little high. You know, maybe just hold off a little bit. And it, like the gangster squad thing, there's nothing wrong with pushing that back a bit. You don't have to go through. And change, you know, you don't have to change stuff. You don't have to take stuff out. You're just calling more attention to it if you do that. There's nothing wrong with holding off and just kind of pushing it back a little bit. People read into something that is totally unrelated. Remember the Great White nightclub fire? There was a CSI Miami that, you know, because of lead time, there was, this was clearly recorded before the, the, the nightclub fire was about yeah. a nightclub fire. Yeah. So CSI Miami decided not to change anything. But I can't remember what's whatever city the nightclub, the the great white thing happened in. They refused to air that episode, and it's uh -huh. like, okay, just because they have a nightclub fire and you had a real one, it clearly is not even based on that. Yeah. But you're reading into it, and and again, calling attention to it. And this is when torrents existed. I'm sure everyone in that area torrented the shit out of that episode. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, yeah, that hit probably made. It, it, it could have made some people there just more curious to see it. Not right. everyone, obviously, but some people, I'm sure. I, I mean, do, do people get all sensitive about saving Private Ryan? Oh, my God, I lived through that war. I don't want this movie mocking it. That's different. That's a lot different. How so? Um, 
because it's a war movie. It's a war movie from something that's happened years and years and years and years in the past. Just like, just like uh, you know, the Titanic movie coming out, however many years after that happened. It's a little different when you have a terrorist attack or a bomb go off in a city, and then shortly thereafter you have a piece of fictional programming that has a very, very strikingly similar storyline that, you know, might kind of piss some I'm not being overly sensitive. They can do whatever they want with it. They can air it or they can choose to push it back. Really, I don't care. I get I, I get it either way. But I, I totally understand, hey, maybe we don't want to have this piece of fluff fictitious programming playing right now that might that might kind of that might kind of trigger some bad things going on with some people who were seriously, seriously affected by this. That's Fair a enough. lot diff that's a lot different than Fair doing enough. a than doing a war film. Well I just thought of another one that again goes back to my theory of Nobody, you know, like you pointed out with the watch, nobody would have ever put this together if you hadn't pointed it out. You guys remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was called The Core? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, with Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah, that one. Do you remember that one, Brian? I don't think I saw that. Don't. It's... it. Oh, it, 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 it problem solved. <laughs> it, well, The Day After Tomorrow looks smart in comparison. Oh, oh wow. That's, uh... Am I wrong on that, Brad? <laughs> I, I didn't see The Core. Oh, it's terrible. And Hillary Swank too, but wait, is that that one where like they they build like that big uh, drill and like tunnel down to the center of the earth? Yeah, they and, and they totally disrespect the core. Bruce Bruce Greenwood is the boss, and oh gee, Bruce Greenwood gets killed. You know, I I think I'm outside of a Star Trek movie. That man never survives to the credits, does he? He, he can't catch a break. <laughs> no, yeah. it's basically oh Bruce Greenwood. It's not will he get killed? It's how far into the movie will Bruce Greenwood get killed? And even in movies I've seen Bruce Greenwood live in, he's playing a character who later dies, like when he played Kennedy. Or who, or who's really messed up, like Pike in the Star Trek reboot. Yeah, yeah. He's really messed up at the end. There's a scene in the core trailer where as the weather's getting all wacky, the space shuttle gets hit by a big bolt of lightning and blows up. Well, right after that trailer came out, the space shuttle Atlantis blew up. So they not only edited that out of the trailer, they edited it out of some prints of the movie with the whole space shuttle scene. And it's like, uh, no one would have put Atlantis and the core together if you hadn't appointed it out. There was no reason. I mean, just... And how many other movies have had space shuttles blow up? Thinking about it, um, I think Adult Swim, they, they pulled a different episode of Cowboy Bebop, too, that had a kind of like a classic-style shuttle in it uh, that ends up blowing up because uh the uh columbia incident yeah it's it's like like okay like brad said he's not being overly sensitive and i'm not trying to be offensive i'm just saying people need to realize that the mass media produced prior to an event i mean yes the, the core i'm not i'm not saying they maybe shouldn't have edited that edited that out of the trailer okay because in, cer in certain cases it's just honest common courtesy you, this is ridiculous and because yeah. you, you kind of go, yeah, because that needs to be banned because, you know, I remember that whole no, time when the Earth's yeah, core no, no, stopped. I, I, I think any person with a brain on their head will say that, like, none of this stuff ever, ever, ever needs to be banned. 
but you know yeah and it just in a lot of cases yeah i i get it when it's when it's kind of pushed back a little bit because at the end of the day it's kind of just about being a decent person well and then and then it like you pointed out it just draws attention to it like the batman it, thing because yeah. because this the psychopath is you know there's this theory that he based it on a certain scene in the dark knight returns uh, uh-huh. comic yeah the sales of that comic issue have shot through the roof. It just makes everyone go, oh, now I want to read it. It has the exact opposite effect of what the media pundits wanted it to have. Well, how much of that is actually because of the shooter, though? I mean, because there is a new Batman movie out. <laughs> I know, but I- I'm just saying that people are curious. Uh-huh. And when you draw attention to, I don't think anybody. Yeah, I, if the news I hadn't agree. pointed I, out I that this was, the news hadn't pointed out that this was similar to a scene in The Dark Knight Returns, I don't think anyone would have, or most people would not have put it together that, hey, there's a scene in The Dark Knight Returns that's very, very similar to this. Yeah, I, I've myself, I've read that book a couple times because I'm not I a Batman fan. It up. Yeah, I'm not a Batman yeah. fan. I think that's an amazing comic. Yeah, I think I think that people. Yeah, I think that I think they need to stop calling attention to stuff like that. I I, I really do with the neighborhood watch stuff with with all of that, even like the gangster squad stuff. If you want to push it back, by all means, push it back. Uh, I remember another one. Just don't just don't call attention to it because that's all anyone is going to be thinking about. This is but and and this is honestly true too. And this is and this I I honestly think is another reason why it's not that bad of an idea to kind of push some stuff back because you do want people to enjoy it for what it is you want people to enjoy the movie for being a good movie you want people to be absorbed in the story you want people to go along with everything that's happening in it so if enough time has kind of passed it's less likely that a very similar scene to a real world event will take you out of the movie if you're watching something kind of similar you know if enough time has kind of passed for for a lot of people it won't it won't come across quite as quite as distracting so i don't so in that regard too i i I understand why some stuff kind of gets pushed back a little bit but i also think yeah if they're going to do that just don't mum about it just be like okay we're, we're pushing this back just kind of leave it at that. Don't go into like press releases of statements, blah, 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 blah. Because if you do that, really, honestly, no matter when it comes out, you know, you've called so much attention to it that most people are going to be thinking about that when they watch it. Well, I just thought of another one. Do you guys remember the program? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, the... They're, they're like laying in the street. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was to to prove that they weren't scared. So, and I'm saying this to most people who haven't seen it because of what we'll talk about in a sec. The the football players all lay down in the street and let cars drive around them, and then it's to see you know it's basically like a game of human chicken. Yeah. And some idiots after that movie was in theaters, and actually I think it was right after because I know there are some VHSs. My wife worked at a video store when that came out, and the preview copy of the VHS still had that scene in it. And then okay. some, some real-life idiots went out and did that and, of course, got smushed by the cars. 
So then that scene was pulled from all VHS and DVD releases. That scene's only appeared in the theatrical version and in the preview VHS tapes. Yeah, I dis I, I totally disagree I totally disagree with that. Disagree with that with that happening in in, in, in anything. That that's like pulling that that's seriously like pulling, oh, we're gonna take out all the death scenes and natural born killers because of all people after that who killed whoever and then said it was because of natural born killers. Right. It's people need to stop reading into the media uh-huh. what is happening in the real world. And let's face it, after the Batman shooting and Brad and Brian, you both know this is going to happen probably sooner th- rather than later. Somebody is going to intentionally make a movie with a scene like that so they can get all the press coverage of their movie having a scene of a psycho shooting up a movie theater. We all know that that's coming at some point. Oh, yeah, I, I give it a year. I, oh, yeah, it yeah, might that, even... that scene is in Midnight Eat, too. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, coming next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But doesn't that take place in the 80s? Yeah, yeah see, so fine. it's okay. It, it takes place years before the shooting. See? But yeah, yeah see, that, that's one thing that kind of gets me, too, is like, it seems like for all these these disasters and events and tragedies that happen and all this kind of stuff goes insane, then magically we'll hit some unassigned just statute of limitations on it where like all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, it's fine to show buildings blowing up in movies again. Roland Emmerich needs to make money. We have to let him blow things up. You know, it's how many times has he destroyed every major building in the world? Uh, (laughs) I, I, I don't know if it would be more or less than Michael Bay. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those, uh, like, we, we just randomly hit those points, like, like around the time that people were still scrambling to, like, like you said, like, you know, buffing out, you know, background scenery from syndicated TV episodes, we start getting dumb. movies about the actual event. You know, we have, like, World Trade Center and United 93. You know, we have these movies coming out. So, like, when do we, when do we hit the... Like, is it is it okay to start doing this stuff again after they do like a biopic of the event? Like, is is that what it takes? And I, I think it depends on the scale of the tragedy because I think September 11th was at least a couple of years, wasn't it, before World Trade Center and United 93? Uh, yeah, I think it was like three or four years. Right. So uh-huh. I think if they tried to make those, say, in 2002, that would not have gone over. I believe. But it just, uh, like I say, it it seems like like they're they're making such a big deal about it because like if if uh, well, I, I mean I can guarantee you if Gangster Squad had come out last fall instead of this fall like it was supposed to, then you'd be hearing everything talking about that this guy did it because he saw Gangster Squad, or if Gangster yeah. Squad was originally scheduled to be made and come out next year. Honestly, I think that scene would probably be in it wholesale. Like they wouldn't have changed a thing about it. Yeah, I, it's I like think... like uh, like uh, there they get, there's a theater shoot. The whole climax of Inglorious Bastards is a theater shooting. That's in the forties, <laughs> and it's in another country. Brad, well, come so, on, so's gang, so's Gangster Squad. No, that's in America. That's <laughs> in America. It's in the forties, right? I, but I mean, I Inglorious yeah. Bastards is in another country, so that doesn't really affect us. <laughs> well, that's like I, I've seen some people wondering if the uh, if the international release for uh, Gangster Squad will have that scene in it. I have a feeling uh, if they're giving just... them all the money to reshoot it, they're probably going to keep that in 
the, the new scenes and all the prints, most likely. So I have a feeling we're probably never going to see that scene except for bootlegs of the trailer. Maybe they'll, uh, there's a theater, sh- there's a theater shooting in, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's, uh, God Bless America. I wonder if they're going to take that and edit that out. They better not, because that movie's funny. That won't call more attention to it. Yeah, but I think people should see God Bless America because it's absolutely really hilarious. It's okay. I could have done without not Ellen Page. I agree with that, but uh, <laughs> I, I thought Joel Murray, he, he, owned, he owned that movie. He owned he it. Was, he was great. So we are running out of time. Where can we find Brad Jones? Uh, thecinemasnob.com. Where can we find Brian Lewis? We already know, thecinemasnob.com. You can find me at thecinemasnob.com. Why don't you have BrianLewis.com yet? Wait, don't you have uh, don't you have Flaming Brian Blogspot? Uh, yeah. Well, I was way too lazy to keep updating that, so <laughs> I think nice. it's still out there somewhere. <laughs> you can find me at twelve oh one beyond. Email us at twelve oh one beyond at gmail dot com. My weekly column, Sanity is Razor Thin, at geekjuicemedia.com, and my monthly column in the Green Bay area, The Shadows of Pop Culture, in Scene Magazine. You guys want to say anything on the way out? And next week, Uve Ball. Yes, Uve Ball next week. Uh, I wasn't there for that, so I'm just gonna say uh, poop. <laughs>